Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's third Tuesday Go to Natchitoches show. Uh, we love Natchitoches. I think any time that we can go there, mm-hmm. we certainly do. It is the most historic city in the state of Louisiana and the Louisiana Purchase. It was founded in 1714. It's the original French colony and, as I was saying, oldest city in the state. It's also home to the Cane River Creole National Historical Park, which is actually the reason we went there in the beginning. And then we discovered the downtown is super cool, very historic. Then it's all part of the Cane River uh, National Heritage Area. It's also the final destination of the El Camino Real de los Tejas National Historic Trail. So today we're going to talk about the American Cemetery. This cemetery is very historic. They say it's the oldest one in Louisiana, maybe even the purchase. I don't know. But we have someone who can tell us all about it. In Mm. fact, we've met Scotty. Scotty Williams uh, works at the Louisiana Sports Mm. Hall of Fame, which is right. uh, I mean, you can just hop, skip, and a jump from the Visitor Bureau, the Natchitoches uh, Visitor Bureau, right downtown, across to the Sports Hall of Fame. This is um, quite a hall of fame. Even the architecture is incredible. And it's also connected to the Northwest Louisiana History Museum. So every month, uh, I think it's the first, uh uh-oh, Scotty will have to tell me. Scotty, is it the first Friday that you take everyone? First Friday, yes. First Friday, you lead people on these tours. And as soon as I heard about them, I'm like, we have to do this, and it has not happened yet. So we are but going to come back to Louisiana, and we're going to come back to Natchitoches. Well, we, you just say the word Natchitoches, and we'll go, you know. <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. the cemetery. I don't know what it is, but we really do go back to the cemetery every mm-hmm. time we come to Natchitoches. What is going on there? Why are we drawn to this <laughs> cemetery? Well, when I was, uh, I was thinking about it this morning and I was trying to think about, okay, what if they asked me how big the cemetery is? I, I, I don't know an exact acreage on it. And so I looked it up and I thought, well, gosh, when you, when you compare it to some city blocks, it's not seven, eight, nine city blocks big. It's maybe only two or three Natchitoches city blocks. But when you're inside the cemetery and walking around, it feels a lot bigger. If there are any Doctor Who fans, it's like the TARDIS. It feels, it's bigger on the inside. Uh, and you just sort of slowly walk around and you feel sort of separated from the rest of town and you can see a French grave from the 17 or 1800s and then turn around and there's a, a more recent burial sort. Uh, there's sort of a connection between the past and the present that, that happens when you're walking around the cemetery uh, and a little bit lost in time and space uh, while you go through. And it is a part of the movie Steel Magnolias which was filmed in Natchitoches and written, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a true story from Natchitoches, you know? Yes. 
yes, so, so the the cemetery scene filmed in the American Cemetery. Uh, I think it's where they're sitting on the bench and uh, somebody, uh, Sally Field is encouraged to, to slap Weezer Boudreaux, Shirley MacLaine. Um, there is a memorial, you wouldn't call it a memorial, a, a monument uh, set aside that, you know, recognizes the plate, the, the cemetery's place in the movie. Uh, when I was in graduate school, I spent a couple of Halloween uh, seasons uh, leading a, a so-called haunted history tour that one of our local cool. organizations put on. And whenever we walked past the, the monument, I told people that it was a memorial to all of the Southern accents that were murdered during Steel Magnolias. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Well, actually, like it was it. funny that I, I'm going to have, well, no, yeah, funny. you know. So, okay, mm -hmm. so I have this book that Arlene from the Visitor Bureau yes. said we mm -hmm. had to have because I kind of got attached and Nancy's in the same thing. The, the American Cemetery, the oldest cemetery mm -hmm. in the Louisiana Purchase. So it's not just yeah. Louisiana, it's the Purchase. Mm -hmm. uh, that's old. And a so, Shrine to God in History, written yes. by Payne Williams, which is your cousin, right? My first cousin, correct. So what is going on with your family in this cemetery? Uh, well, uh, so, <laughs> some of it comes from, from our grandfather. He was very okay. big into genealogy and doing family oh. research. And along the way, he was, while he's researching our family, he's going to run in to, to a lot of other people's history along the way. And I think, uh, so when Payne was writing the book, I'm sure Papaw gave him some pointers on where to look for in information about some of the people who were buried there. So Papa, yeah. so everybody, yeah. that's so, how you I mean, say it Yes, I, I say Papa, <laughs> uh, R.B. Williams, Judge R.B. Williams uh, Sr., Ooh. who passed away in 2001. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And Papa, though, you don't hear that across America, just saying. So <laughs> when you come about Southern accents, I'm like, that's how you say it. Yes. Papa, Papa. All right, so, I like that. well, this cemetery being the oldest in the Louisiana Purchase, so let's just retrace our footsteps for those who don't know the Louisiana Purchase, because this really stretched uh, a swath of land that is beyond Louisiana and that mm -hmm. this kind of touches into the no man's land territory as well right mm -hmm. because of no man's land wouldn't have existed without the Louisiana Purchase. Correct the the Louisiana Purchase itself uh, for people who might not know happened in 1803 uh, the American government wanted to buy basically New Orleans from Napoleon and Napoleon sold them New Orleans and a whole lot more uh, it basically doubled the land area of the United States at the time, and the oldest permanent European settlement uh, in the entire Louisiana Purchase is Natchitoches. As you mentioned, 1714, mm. uh, a Frenchman named Louis Jusereau de Saint-Denis left some troops See, behind. See, we let you say that. See? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, after a while, it just rolls off the tongue. Uh, mm -hmm. He left some troops behind, and they eventually started a fort here called Fort Saint-Jean-Baptiste. And that's sort of the genesis of European colonization in this area. Native Americans, the Natchitoches and uh, Native tribe was here for a long time before that. And there's powwows mm. coming up in November. Uh, yes, I think so. November um, or December. I could get it wrong, but go to Natchitoches.com, everybody. And it's N-A-T-C-H-I-T-O-C-H-E-S. Well done. I am impressed that you yes. got that so fast. It's a it's a Mickey Mouse thing. <laughs> when know, when people ask me about the name, uh, I tell them it's a Native American word. It's spelled by the mm -hmm. French and it's pronounced by Americans. So it's just kind of a mess all the way. No, listen, and, and then there's Nacogdoches down the road from yes. me, which is the other part of the El Camino Real de los Tejas National yes. Historic Trail. 
and and, and, and Nacogdoches <laughs> is the oldest city in Texas. See, so it it's the it's the French who did it. Yes, <laughs> we, we can blame it all on the they wouldn't have they wouldn't have <laughs> pronounced it nashi toast or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but we like French fries, so we'll be nice. But <laughs> did they have anything to do with that? No, but it, <laughs> no. I don't know. But I want to go back to this port in uh Saint Denis because that's okay. as close as I'm going to get to his name. Mm -hmm. But um, we've been to the fort, which is a state park, and yeah. also a very prominent, El Camino Real de los Teos National Historic Trail. That's where the trail was going to this mm -hmm. fort. Now, from what I've been reading and kind of checking out, and I don't know if I'm right, but where the fort is today and where the cemetery may have been in like opposite places or something like that? The cemetery, the current location of the cemetery, I think was the site of the second French fort. Uh, the first one was burned down. Oh. The French built another one. And the current, where the second fort was eventually sort of transformed into what's now the American cemetery. Because I don't know if there was ever an official founding date for the cemetery, but there would have been burials on that site uh, mm. uh, while the fort was there. Now, some say St. Denis is buried at the fort. Uh, I have heard that. I have also heard that he's buried uh, at the corner of Front Street and Church Street uh, in the wow. historic district in town. I cannot say for sure where he is. It's possible he's, either place. He's that dude that walks at night from the cemetery to that <laughs> corner and back. He's, he's the dude that I see paddle boarding on Cane River Lake yes, every time that, I go by. That, that's a lot of dudes who walk back and that's forth past the cemetery dude. at night. That's funny. Uh, but if, if he's buried in if he's buried in the middle of the historic district, I think he's got a clothing store on top of it right now. Oh. Oh wow. Oh wow. He's playing. <laughs> Are you being served? No, but anyway, that's a whole other British comedy thing. But anyway, so no, but this is when when you think about this history. I mean, we went to um, Bayou Rapides, uh, the cemetery there. Okay. And that's mm -hmm. also a very historic and, and older cemetery. Mm -hmm. And they had um, a, a, someone from the Revolutionary War, which mm -hmm. you don't normally see this far, you know, west. You know, we've we've done some of the East Coast now on our travels uh, on our Love Your Parks tour, and I've decided mm -hmm. that we have to really focus on cemeteries because they are resting places, they are historic sites, and in a way, mm -hmm. they're parks because they're beautiful if they're being able to be maintained, yes. and we need to support them. But Revolutionary War, you know, heroes and and veteran, well, they're not veterans at that point, but being buried there. Um, in Alexandria that I thought that was pretty impressive. Do you have any in, in Natchitoches? Uh, we do. We have at least, well, we have at least two in the American cemetery that I can think of. One See? of the Prudhams. Yeah, they can't just have one. You have to yes. have two now. One <laughs> of the Prudhams has been marked by the SAR oh. and the, the AR. Uh, the, mm -hmm. most, the most well-known one uh, that you might, that you might have heard of is Pierre Matoire. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He was part of the Galvez troops during the American Revolution. Uh, at the time, Louisiana was owned by Spain, and Governor Bernardo Galvez put some troops from Louisiana together and fought a few battles trying to harass the British, because it was always fun to harass the British, but also to get <laughs> on the good side of the Americans in case they won the revolution. So uh, they sort of kicked the, the British out of Louisiana uh, at uh, maybe Baton Rouge mm -hmm. and New Orleans. I think they also fought at Mobile and at least one other place. That's so why Pierre spice Matoire came in. Part of that. That's mm -hmm. why spice is in the cooking, really, is because the British exactly. don't want the spice. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, uh oh, I'm going to get in trouble. The spice. 
I, well, Uh-oh. you know, we're just saying from way back when there wasn't that much spice in that food. But, but um, when you when you go back to the Matoyers, uh, that is Melrose plantation history. And yes. you mentioned uh, Prudhomme's and Prudhomme's that goes back to Cane River Creole National Historical Park because that, mm-hmm. their bicentennial farm is there. At Oakland yes. Plantation, the the Prudhams, uh hmm. owned owned and worked uh, Oakland for over two hundred years, and as far as I can wow. tell, they never threw anything away, which was of great help to us at the yes. museum when we were opening opening up our regional history section. Uh, we have a lot of things on loan from the National Park Service that the the Prudhams were kind enough never to let go of. For, for, well, you for know when you centuries. go. Well, that's hmm. what was so interesting about going to the plantation to Oakland Plantation was you know, here's this, you know, big plantation. And of course there's, you know, Elvin Shields home, uh, family home there, oh, yeah. you know, the, mm-hmm. the crop share home. And um, there's all of these things to experience and then going underground. And I, I mean, there's just not underground, but under the house um, mm-hmm. where slaves were kept. So there's all sides of history on this land. Uh, yes. Melrose plantation is also very fascinating that way. Um, but and and Magnolia on the other side of the Cane River mm-hmm. Creel Historical Park. But at Oakland, what I thought was fascinating is here's this plantation and then you go in the kitchen and you're like in the 50s suddenly. And it's yes, like, they, I think they, that's they, wild. Uh, they interpret it up through the 1960s with you mentioned the kitchen, but also when you're on the house tour walking around, you see, oh, there's this antique thing here. And oh, there's this old painting of the first person to grow cotton on large scale in North Louisiana. Oh, and there's a television. Yeah, what the mm-hmm. heck? You're supposed <laughs> it, to stop. Yes, it, <laughs> you're not allowed it's, to it, progress, yes, by but, the way. Uh, <laughs> but, but when you consider their their interpretive uh, plan, it goes up through the 60s. So the, 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 the TV so does funny. fit. Yes. And I the mean, bottle garden. We love the bottle garden. Oh, that's really yes. cool. Yes, that's really cool. And the different shapes they arrange everything in. Yeah. No, yes, no, that it, the bottle garden inspired us to make a border around part of our flower beds with bottles dug into the earth with just a corner sticking out. It was really pretty. Mm-hmm. And, we have so, and so for your listeners, this connects to the American Cemetery because of a lot of the, the people related mm-hmm. to Oakland Cemetery, uh, Oakland Plantation. Mm-hmm are buried in their own enclosed space in the American mm. Cemetery. Hey, is the race car driver, just because you're in the yeah, Louisiana Sports Don, Hall of Fame, is the Prudhomme race car driver Don related the to the Prudhomme, Prudhomme. family Prudhomme in Louisiana? I we keep wanting know. to ask Arlene and people about this, because and we keep forgetting. And now, now we're like, finally, yeah. Yeah, because he had to look I'm this up. I'm not sure I've heard of him. Hmm. <gasps> it's, and he was called look this up. Don the Snake Prudhomme. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> he weaved he in and out yeah because yeah. so, he he could pass people mm-hmm. i don't know oh, why i know that but i but do yeah <laughs> so i mean i wonder if his because the prudhomme family is pretty prominent right and you know it, uh, in, in this area there they they've been here for a very long time um i mm. think when you go back and look at like some of the baptismal records or something uh hmm. early 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 on they showed up then the Matoya family from Melrose Plantation. Well, mm-hmm. this that's a mul- there, there's multiple people there, right? That's yes. that's a big deal. So, so okay, yeah. So I would have thought some would be at St. Augustine. A, a lot of them right are. Pierre, so Pierre is in the American Cemetery. I think oh. his children with Marie Therese Quan Quan mm-hmm. on down, most of them are probably either at St. Augustine 
or down in the Melrose Albreville area, or since then they have spread out all over the country. I don't mm -hmm. know if any of Pierre Marie Therese's children are in the American cemetery. Uh, some people think that Marie Therese is in the American cemetery. We don't have a marked grave for her. Hmm. My hunch has always been that she was buried at St. Augustine, but that's just my hunch. Uh, a friend of mine who knows a lot more about it than I do thinks that she's at another cemetery farther hmm. south down in, that, in Natchitoches Parish. So we wow. talk about Marie Therese at the Ameri on the American Cemetery Tour because she is a huge, huge, huge part of Pierre Matoire's story. They had 10 children together. Uh, their wow. second son, their, well, their first son, Augustine, founded St. Augustine Church, and he's buried in the most prominent part of the cemetery behind that church, St. Augustine Cemetery. His second son uh, built the big house at Melrose, so they're part of the Melrose story, which then connects them to the Henry family, uh, or, or the, uh, the Herzog family, then the Henry family, and Cammie Henry and Clementine Hunter, and wow. Cammie Henry uh, is also buried in the American cemetery. Cammie Henry is yes. amazing. We need to do a show just on her. <laughs> you know, we went to the ge genealogical library, am I yes. saying it right? Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I, I couldn't believe the books they pulled out of her scrapbooks. <laughs> and yet, you know, you couldn't touch it without oh, gloves kind oh, of thing. Oh, so you, you went to the archives up at NSU. Yeah. Oh, my okay. God. Oh, yes. my God. I mean, this was stuff that it's, she it's kept. Crazy. She basically, I feel like she was the caretaker of history of Natchitoches when mm -hmm. she was there. What was going on? And she had like, like the almanac and funny thing. Like there's some mm -hmm. funny stuff in there. Like she's funny. She's got a sense of humor, you know, and she, she kind of kept all the gossip too. She put together cool. about 256 scrapbooks and wow. she just items that she thought was interesting, things of note, uh, newspapers, magazines. Uh, she would put them wow. uh, in her scrapbooks and they were eventually bound into actual books. If you go to Melrose Plantation today, the gift shop is called the Bindery Gift Shop. It's where her scrapbooks mm. were bound into actual books. And like you said, they were eventually donated to the library at Northwestern State University, which is why on the third floor, the archives are named after her, the Cammie G. Henry Research Center. Mm, she's and she's buried with, she is buried with some other Henrys uh, in their own section of the American Cemetery. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Oh, see, now I need to come back. Okay, so... I have questions about cemeteries in general because, and I'm sure you get these, you know, and I think this is great that you're taking a tour because 
you may be fascinated and not know how to do genealogy properly. I mean, I'm just learning to say it properly. I'm just mm -hmm. kidding, but I actually can't. But when you go to a, a cemetery, like where do you start? What are you looking for? But you're drawn to go there because it is fascinating. And some we've been to some, like Eastern Pennsylvania was insanely crazy. Like the American bandstand dude was there. So there's all these famous people and people that maybe not necessarily famous, but would be forgotten if the cemeteries didn't let no let people know that they were buried here. You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. yes. And then there's some cemeteries we've been to. We were in Coldwater, Michigan, and we still have and we didn't have time. We were told right before we were leaving town that this horse is buried in the cemetery. Mm -hmm. And he was one I of the horses that fought over 12 wars in the Civil War and was bred there. And this little oh. part of Michigan, and I mean little, mm -hmm. was like the place of breeding horses for the Civil War. Mm -hmm. Who knew that that even happened? And I'm going, oh my God, we got to go. Well, there's two sides of the cemetery. Like mm -hmm. a, a road is splitting both sides. And we're driving around and we didn't have time to do it. And we actually left without seeing this. We couldn't marker. find it. <laughs> right. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, I have to go back. Have to go just back. I'm sick about it because we actually have a whole thing that we're doing on horses across America. And I'm like, mm -hmm. that's the thing. So we never found it. And so where are we as in going to understand how to interpret a graveyard? Because some of the historic ones, like you, you just, there's a, some aren't marked, some are. Like, mm -hmm. how do you even start? Well, in thinking about cemeteries <laughs> yeah, in general, yeah, I, 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 I would go. I would go with the cemeteries or outdoor museums. And so, mm -hmm. some of the things that I would do, do or not do in a museum, I would do or not do in a in a cemetery. Uh, you okay. know, one thing. One thing. I wouldn't make a lot of noise. I wouldn't touch anything. Some people mm -hmm. like to go and, and sit on gravestones or. Or, or walk over graves, and and I don't like to do that sort of thing, both from a preservation standpoint and a, a personal respect kind of what thing. What about people that but, do but, these but that's also that, But that's also a personal thing and a cultural thing. There are other people okay. uh, in different places who treat it entirely differently, and that's up to them. Uh, it I would How I would approach each cemetery might depend on uh, who runs it, not in terms of status, but in terms of organization. If it's a national mm -hmm. cemetery, and I know that um, things are going to be very orderly, you know, I can approach things that way. Or if they have some, a way to look up who's buried where, a map, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. that helps out a lot. But sometimes you just run across a little community cemetery, and it's maintained mm -hmm. by the locals or or not maintained by the locals, and you just sort of alter your expectations on what you're gonna see in the site based on that. Uh, every now and then somebody would ask, well, what's your, what's your favorite grave marker? And mm -hmm. I don't really know if I have a favorite one. You know, I, I like it when you go to New Orleans and you see the huge tombs, or if you go to Natchez City Cemetery, which is 110 acres of amazing mm -hmm. you know, monuments and statuary. But I also mm -hmm. like seeing a grave from you know 1932 that's for a child who died early and you can tell that it was a homemade grave uh, a marker uh, just made by people who were trying to do the best cared. they could yeah, at that cared. point in their lives mm -hmm. for their loved one who had just died so the, you, you're the 
you find different types of meaning in different types of places. But every cemetery, mm -hmm. every graveyard, whatever you want to call it, uh, was set aside for a specific purpose. And we, we say that they're for burying the dead, but they're also for the living to go visit and remember mm -hmm. and learn and think about their relation to the people who are buried there. We were in a cemetery in South Africa, I believe it's called Pilgrim's Rest. And the part, the people who were deemed uh, criminals were buried with their, I'm going to get this. They were okay. the other way around. And their feet, their feet pointed east where everybody else, their head pointed east. Or something have like that. They're buried the wrong. They're buried the wrong. They way were buried like yes. So in in some places you would bury people so that when they rose on resurrection day they would be facing east, sort of that, like you flip you you put them up on a lever and when they were levered, levered up on resurrection wow. day they would be facing east so that they could see Jesus coming again. So I, it may be if you didn't like those people, you might not, you might bury them backwards. You've married so them back to front so they could never place. go to heaven. Yeah. And and then there was the um, So we're fighting over heaven already. Like <laughs> yeah. And then there was the African thing of um being buried without your shoes so you can't walk to heaven. Mm -hmm. oh, interesting. Those two That's, things. Yeah, we have a saying like if you're mad at someone, you say, Don't mess with me, I will kill you oh. and I will eat your feet. And yeah. that means I will kill you and not let you go to heaven. So like it's the that's the ultimate attack words. Like that's it. Don't yeah, mess with me. If a bar brawl happens, that's the saying you use. And leave your mother out of it that. too. Right. No, but that's the and, truth. That's that's and, the absolute truth. That's you know? what they used to say. As, yeah, as you go, I and mean, you'll see different uh, burial practices are one thing, but you know what people write on graves, how they decorate yeah. graves. Mm -hmm. um, how they commemorate their lo their loved ones. That changes, you know, over time, it changes regionally, it mm -hmm. changes culturally. There's a lot of different yeah. ways that you can end up interpreting things as you walk through. Um, and it's earlier true. you asked, where do I start when I go to a cemetery? Yeah. It, it might depend if I'm looking for a specific something, but if that cemetery is what I'm doing that day, I walk through the gate and I take a left and I go mm -hmm. up and down, up and down every single row, looking at the front and back of every grave. Wow. Uh, oh, I learned and, to look and, at the back. And, that was and that's, heaven, heaven that's help you. me, heaven help you if you go with me and you're not prepared because sometimes things are on the opposite side that you would never yes. expect to be there. The um. most, uh, the example that I like to give about this, uh, have you heard of Marthaville, west of Natchitoches? Mm -hmm. uh, yes, a, yes, they a, have a festival coming up. Yes. Yes, <laughs> it's a small town uh, west of Natchitoches. They have a cemetery there. It's either called Marthaville Cemetery or Marthaville City Cemetery. And when I went to see it, I was walking up and down each row, up and down each row. And I passed a man's grave and I looked and I saw that he died relatively young. He was, uh, he couldn't have been much more than 30, if, if that. And then mm -hmm. I walked down the other side, of, and oh, so on the front of his grave, there was uh, like a, la a colored laser engraving of somebody bowling. And the man bowling is wearing a cowboy hat. He's got his belt on. He's got his boots and jeans and everything. Oh, okay. You wow. know, this guy liked bowling. That, wow. I, I get it. 
in color. And then you walk down the other side of his grave, there is a poem that he wrote about his thoughts and feelings and what he was going through when he learned that he was dying of AIDS. Oh. And wow. if you looked at the front of it, you would never, ever guess what was on the back of it. And it's, wow. it, it sort of go, it starts with, you know, why me? What did I do wrong? Into, you know, what are people going to think? And then down into sort of acceptance and, and coming uh. to grips with things. And it's, it's wow. All of, all of that on one grave marker. It, wow. it was incredible. That, I think you bring a really good That's point. Amazing. Because I remember we were in Yarrington, Nevada, and I'm going to have to just, it was like the 50 cent fool. That was it. It was like one stone and like a yellow mm -hmm. plasticky thing and a flower, the 50 cent fool. And I'm like, membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Who's the 50 what? cent fool? What's that? So then, like, yeah. who is this? Why and how? It's, and I'm, I'm getting it wrong, but it's just off the top of my head, but... When you go through these, and we find graveyards in national park sites and park sites, um, mm -hmm. especially uh, ranches. Ranches tended to have their own graveyards, yes. uh, depending on where you go, you know, mm -hmm. farms, especially if they're out in the middle of nowhere, you know. Um, the I, family just, to me, it, you, you, I, I feel driving through is weird to me, and we've had to do it just because of timing, but I feel like you should park the car and just start and walking walk. hmm. so, to me that's what the best way to do walk. it because yeah you, you get you, to see a lot more you get to go something. into the rows it's also a lot safer so you don't actually accidentally knock something over as you're going as you're driving through <laughs> yeah right there's just it's a place of rest and a car sound i'm like we don't need mm -hmm. that you know mm -hmm. um but taking these walks and, and you, so you lead people on fridays at uh, the first friday of the month yeah. At 11, uh, weather permitting. Uh, so 11.30, excuse me. Yeah. So do people, where do people meet you? Uh, at the front gate, which is uh, pictured oh, on yeah. your, on the background, uh, on your background we behind you. We put it you. on the lake. Right there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's no, there are places to park in the cemetery. I, I don't personally encourage it. There, uh, the cemetery is right next door to Holy Cross Catholic Church. And there's a sign that says you're only supposed to park if you're on church business. I tend to think that visiting a cemetery is church business. So, but I always all, I always stop <laughs> into the church and say a few prayers before I go to the cemetery. So I consider that to be my out. Um, but, but it's it's, not, it's it's part of the downtown district. You could be parked downtown and walk there. Yes, it's not you can, that you can park to me, in front of First that. Baptist Church or park at Natchez Parish Library and walk there in a few minutes. Yeah, it, and there's that bed and breakfast right there too, as I recall. There's yes, a, the Samuel Guy house is right behind it. So if you're I staying if at it's Samuel haunted. Guy, there's an entrance right next to the front door. I wonder if it's haunted, just because well, it's by uh, the... I don't know, but if you're, I've heard if you're at the Samuel Guy house, you have quiet neighbors. Oh, that's a good one, you know. Mm -hmm. And you're in the so, dead center of town, but you, <laughs> I, I had to. The most popular place have, in town because people you are have, dying to get in there. Do you yes, have any? Do you have any reoccurring stories about hauntings? 
coming from the people in that particular uh, I do not. I, I've heard stories about people who have died in the cemetery. Uh, oh. I don't know any real bad stories about uh, about hauntings or ghosts, you know, lingering on after their death. I mean, the, mo the, the most gruesome story I have uh, that I've heard from a reliable source involves somebody who was walking back uh, from a bar on the other side of the river one night and and stumbled and uh, caught a, 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 a fence spike in an, un, in an unfortunate location on his face. Ow. Oh, Ouch. Uh, it's, a it's a little bit gruesome for a podcast, but if, you, uh, yeah. if somebody wants Ow. to hear it in person, I'll tell it to them. Well, okay, <laughs> when, you, when you take these tours though, like, you know, there's the stories of the graves, like we, you were talking about the younger children and, you mm -hmm. know, we covered No Man's Land, El Camino Trail, and we were out in, Toledo Bend area as part of, you know, Natchitoches, No Man's Land, all of this. And we went up towards Zwali and we were on a site of a mission that used to be part of the El Camino Real uh, de los Tejas. Mm -hmm. And it's so it's near Zwali. I mean, there were horses and this really small cemetery. And the lady who was mm -hmm. with us, um, none of us knew what happened, but it was very historic. And there were a bunch of little white crosses and we're thinking, did something come through here? Was there some kind of flu, you know, but there are little white crosses. So we thought it was kids. Maybe there was a fire. None of us knew what happened, but there were just little white crosses. Mm -hmm. And I can send you the photo. I got your email now. I'm sending you photos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You're going to go like, I really wish Arlene never connected us. <laughs> but, but what was that? I mean, when you go through it's bug it's been bugging me for years now because i want to know who what, what happened what how do you look those up i know there's the find a grave site right that you can right. go to how do you look up a nameless grave exactly and it, i mean you can try sort of death records you can try church records uh see if they have things like that uh old newspapers actually i think there's a subscription service called newspapers.com which I have not used personally, but I've heard really, really good things about. Oh yeah, they have that years. old, the old, we found some of yes. our family history in that, and that was mm -hmm. some, some surprise stuff we don't <laughs> use until on the air. Right. But anyway. Yikes. <laughs> and, you know, if they're like in Natchitoches, we have the, the genealogical association. If there's something around like that, uh, it could be helpful. The other thing, you know, knock on the door every now and then and, <laughs> and say, hey, What's going on over down the street? You know, where did the crosses come from? Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes all you have to do is ask, and it'll open not one door, but a, or a door that leads to a lot of other doors. Right. Yeah, and and I wonder how do cemeteries survive? We, you know, the Julian Pioneer Museum, uh, not that well, the museum, but they have they also are connected to the gravesite and Julian's up in San Diego in Southern California, up in the mountains. So San Diego's a beach town, but they do have a mountain town mm -hmm. that's a 4,500 feet up and pioneers, civil war history went down there, all kinds of native Americans. I mean, this is like mm -hmm. miners, brawls, you name it. And the pioneer cemetery, they're still trying to fix things. Cause don't forget you get earthquakes out there. Mm -hmm. I know you guys get hurricanes, they get earthquakes. So things shift and they're still finding old graves, not even necessarily marked, but like these, like it's like a black brick kind of thing. Mm -hmm. 
you know what I mean? So they have all these unmarked graves and they have no clue who's buried in there. And then there's right. the no, new people that have passed. And then they've got really historic people. We all go, oh, that's, you know, so-and-so the founder of the town, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so we see, we're seeing a lot of this across the country, these unmarked graves. Unmarked graves, How did, yeah. like, what do you, I mean, I mean, every town has its history. For Natchitoches, do you have the same thing with unmarked graves where you go, we just don't know, like, because I mean, the history uh, is so deep. In the American Cemetery, I think there, yeah. there might be a few, for the most part, um, I mean, something might crumble due to neglect after uh, years and years, and the information on it might be lost. What I think, uh, hmm. so there's, a, there's another cemetery in Natchitoches called Breda Cemetery. Uh, it's in a, a part of town they call Breda Town. It was the site of a plantation owned by a man named J.P. Breda. He didn't grow cotton. I think he grew, I think he grew grapes and pears, and I think he made wine and brandy. That's what really. Or, uh, okay. Yes. So the the community eventually took over the cemetery <laughs> no. site there. And when I was in graduate school, we did a volunteer cleanup at that cemetery. We're picking up sticks and, you know, cutting limbs and mm. raking leaves and all of this. And a friend, one of my classmates had a rake and all of a sudden he heard, you know, thunk, thunk. And so he, he took the rake and he just started going down. Da, 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 da. And there was a grave, maybe 12 by 12 or so. That was wow. completely covered up with grass. He, we wow. started pulling at it, cutting at it, whatever. And we rolled the sod away like it was carpet. It had completely wow. covered the grave. Nobody okay. who worked there knew it had been there. We had no idea we were going to wow. see it. But when you looked around the cemetery, you thought, there's a lot of places in this cemetery that look exactly like this. How many of those actually have somebody wow. buried there that we've just forgotten about? And it was wow. it was another. It sort of looked like home homemade uh, poured uh, cement or concrete that they had taken a stick and written the the couple's name oh, in. Wow. And somebody recognized the name and knew who they were. It's just that they had for, completely forgotten that that grave was there. So wow. that can happen. It can happen through, like you said, earthquakes mm -hmm. and things resettling. But it can also just happen when things get overgrown and people forget about them. Mm -hmm. Wow. So this is an important thing for people in their community to not forget their graveyard. Like, so some of them, like that was one, even by repeats that they were saying that. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. We need people to help 
to keep these gravestones clean, uh, maintain, like you were saying, mm -hmm. the, the markers, like you could, well, there's the majority of the graveyards that we go to, you, it's actually hard to read the markers anymore. So it's getting very, very difficult. And mm -hmm. I don't, I, I don't, what do we do about that? And then there's all kinds of, like there's, I'm looking at art. I, I think there's a lot of art and beauty mm -hmm. in, in what we see. Mm -hmm. But then there's a bunch of stuff that I go, man, that's some creepy stuff. What did you do? Why are there sheets? <laughs> like, it looks like there's people like, you know, like when an umbrella, an out, you know, garden umbrella that you have on your patio and yes. it's closed mm -hmm. down. Well, there's a lot of that going on. What's going on with the sheet thing? Like, why, <laughs> why are we doing that? So there's all these other things. You just don't know what was going mm -hmm. on. So it's, it is about understanding the times before and what were they going through? Why? Mm -hmm. I mean, we were just in Asheville, North Carolina, and they had to move all the bodies because they had like this big sickness come through the town. And you're walking through Church Street and everyone's bodies are buried under there and they don't mm -hmm. know who they are. Like, it's like wow. crazy stuff. It's so crazy. like when you think about like back in the day, they, you know, we didn't have red tape and protocol. You know, and you well, only no, had, I mean, only had the dirt that you had next to you, you know. Who, but when you think about when you're going way back then and people were really full of superstition, how, how, how is it that they moved bodies? And then we read this thing where all the head was left and, or the head was moved and the bodies were left. I'm like, no, come on. What's really going on? Mm. You know, I mean, did they really? Aren't you move glad you joined from... our show? <laughs> no, but, no, but it is interesting. Do you think that there has ever been a time when cemeteries have moved bodies from one location to another? Well, oh yes, exactly. uh, I mean it, it's probably happened many times, and especially in the case of uh, if development wants to take over that area. I think the oh, let me see, when was the most recent <laughs> let's see the, so the last time I saw a cemetery that I was pretty sure had been moved I think maybe around Mamou uh south of Alexandria I think there's a cemetery that had been relocated uh, I forget exactly what the circumstances were but they I think they tried to document everybody who was where and they dug everything up and they moved everything <gasps> to another place and I think oh. I think that might have also you happened. Not want to be the truck Nico that gets swerves off the highway with that. No, but yeah, you, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's happened be, in a lot of places. And in other places, they would just knock everything there. over and pave over it. Uh, well, that happens. Because but it no, was but too that's much true. trouble. No, but I that's you know, true. That's paving true. over it, that's one thing. But if you move a dead body and, and then they put up an apartment complex or a house, I want to watch because I know you're going to get haunted. <laughs> well, but you got to think that, you know, there's going to be lots of places. I mean, that whenever they do something in a historic downtown to build or whatever, they have to bring in archaeologists to make sure we're not on, you know, indigenous people's burial grounds and all right, this, exactly. you know, there's a lot that does go on nowadays that we didn't have back in the day, you know, and, yes. and we could go back in the day like a hundred or two three hundred years when we talk about Natchitoches you know yes well far, um, I know that in some places farmers would tell their workers if you find anything a bone a pottery shard an arrowhead you keep your mouth shut oh. because if word got out oh this is this is a historic site we're going to have to shut down everything you're doing so we can investigate it oh. exactly oh. They, 
but you mentioned bar- paving over things and you know it's going to be haunted. That was always, where, where are y'all from originally? California. Uh, California. <laughs> what what part Sorry. of California? Yeah, Nancy. <laughs> Hollywood. So, yeah, she's from Hollywood. Um, Solmar, Northridge. Yeah, yeah, where the yeah. earthquakes happen. But we so, lived in Africa for a long time, so we have a lot of ghost stories. <laughs> okay, so you you might not be familiar with one of the legends about the super the the Superdome in New Orleans, where the Saints play, and the Saints mm. were lousy for no. a long time. They said that the Superdome was built on the site of an old Native American burial ground. Oh. And, and so the site itself was haunted or cursed, and that's why the team was so bad for so long. And it makes for a good story because otherwise we just have ourselves to blame, and that can't. So, be so did they move the Superdome? Like, you got to catch anything? us up. I know you're part of the Louisiana. They did not Sports move. They did not move the Superdome. Uh, before a playoff game, when was it? Maybe sometime in the 90s, early 2000s. Uh, they had a witch doctor come in and remove the curse uh, or, or a voodoo priestess. It was one of those. They came in and before the game, they had her do some sort of ceremony to get rid of the curse. I think they did end up winning the game after that. That's crazy. So I can't prove that it worked, but it didn't but- I have to tell you, I've seen several witch doctor, African witch doctor ceremonies, and honestly, you will have nightmares afterwards, even if your brain tells you this is not true, this is just whatever. No. It's scary. It's, it's some it's, scary it's, stuff. It's, it's, but it it's is about, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's trippy. It's trippy. It's, it's yeah. Trippy. It's trippy. That They're kind of very, stuff is. They're very good actors. Or you um, think, because no, because it is, I believe, well, okay, you could say actors, well, they however. It. Yeah, and then, so mind over Plus, matter, the law of attraction, right? It's just weird. You, it's but just your weird. energies can happen. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Buddy, are, you, are, you, are you glad you're here yet? Uh, are you well, okay? I, are you hanging in there? No, no, the no, the the things that go on in cemeteries have probably been going on for a very long time and take many, many, many forms. Yeah, shapes and forms too. We could say <laughs> that just, as well. I, I, I want to go be... back. I want to go back to Natchitoches. Though I know we've gone okay. all over about this because it mm-hmm. is. It, you just rarely get someone who takes cemetery tours around on a show. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we, you have to take us on a tour when we come. Yeah. Please, please, even if it's not a Friday, please I'll take us here. on a tour, okay. please. Because I want to go through, because there's so much to learn. And I know we do a lot of uh, family history and genealogical mm-hmm. uh, shows, uh, teaching people. But the cemetery thing is, I mean, if there's no mm-hmm. little booklet, it's confusing. And I think going on mm-hmm. a tour has got to be so cool. Have you had any tours where people are active? Because Natchitoches history, when you think mm-hmm. about pre-Cane River Lake that you have, which what's kind of an oxbow, and then I see online, it's, no, it's not an oxbow. I'm like, yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> so whatever. You've got this water, beautiful riverfront, let's just say, right? But it used to be the Red River. Okay. Yeah. So at this point, didn't Natchitoches have like like it was like a ship city in a way right so at, yes. at some time so for a while Natchitoches was the northernmost point on Red River that you could ship anything because of the Great Raft if nobody's heard of the Great Raft it was an enormous log jam that stretched mm-hmm. miles oh. and miles and miles and yeah. was around for years and years and years you know how, cool. how big it was fluctuated over time but it prevented anything from coming farther north on Red River Wow! so you could run a, a steamboat 
up uh, to downtown Natchitoches where the Church Street Bridge is now and unload your, your supplies, your cotton, your shipment or whatever. And that's because it was technically part of Red River. Then in the 19th century, Red River jumped its banks completely. And now it runs north and east of town. For a while, Cane wow. River still did connect to Red River, uh, but it wasn't used for, you know, for shipping as much because by that time, Henry Shreve, after who Shreveport, Shreveport is named after, he cleared the Great Raft. That's how Shreveport got to be a thing because now you can go farther oh, north on Red River. That would, that uh, would be a great movie. Yes. Uh, oh, that would be an awesome movie. <laughs> that you, You'd have to get a lot of dynamite uh, to make yeah, that movie. Yeah, but dude, it would be a great movie. <laughs> well, wow. keep going with the river thing because yeah, go ahead, to me sorry. was about, with all of that, with Natchitoches being so prominent that, you know, only, you've got to think about No Man's Land, you've got to think about Louisiana Purchase Time. I mean, all of this history and also wars mm. and the Battle of New Orleans, you know, people are floating up through the, you know, up to Natchitoches from there too. All of this history is international history. So genealogy, when you think about tracing your family roots, Natchitoches has to be a prime hub for people mm. to really trace their family history back. And that cemetery has got to be a big part of it. What's pretty cool, every now and then I'll meet somebody who say that they're de uh, descended from maybe Saint-Denis or one of the commandants at the French fort. Uh, wow. Oh like wow! They're descended from a Mezier or somebody like that. Um, but so you had Natchitoches where it is, and then 15 miles, which is the 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 French settlement, and 15 miles west of town, you had Las Adias, which was the capital of Spanish right, Texas right. for a while, where the Spanish had their fort. And you mentioned no man's land a, a couple of times. It's sort of okay. Where's the border between France and Spain? Uh, and then eventually, where's the border between the United States and Spain? How are we going to agree on this? And for a while, they just sort of agreed not to agree on anything. Um, but yes, a lot of people have come through the area. A lot of people, a lot of people came here because of opportunity to make a, a new life somewhere else. A lot of people came here because they wanted to get away from a life that they needed to leave behind someplace else. Ooh. So, or, or, or they were sent here uh, against their, their own free will. But <laughs> different people, we think of things, we think of, a, we've got the Native Americans here. That's part of it. We've got the French and we've got the Spanish. Oh, and then the Americans took over. We think of that as sort of the, the, the Anglos, the, you know, the English. Yeah, who, who are so, you? But <laughs> yeah. we have Germans, we have Eastern Europeans, we have South, mm -hmm. we have East Asians. See, it's like little Europe. Yeah, they, they've wandered through for, for different, uh, different reasons at different periods mm -hmm. of time. So when but these people, people were through... all opportunists. Yes, I mean that's probably why my ancestors my my ancestors showed up at some point. Pierre Matoire, <laughs> we talked about him earlier. Yeah. He and his brother came up through New Orleans. Uh, his brother stayed in New Orleans. Pierre kept kept coming up, and I think his original plan was probably to make some money and then go back to France. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, he's got ten kids with Marie Therese Quinquin. He married after they, the two of them separated and had a few more children. So now uh, Pierre Matoire has tens of thousands of descendants all over the country and in different parts of the world just because he stopped, because he decided to make his, his home in Natchitoches. Well, wow. I, we get, we still, we did an um, interview out of Melrose Plantation with a lady who, who 
did a very short reenactment that we were actually using for audio. And for some reason, I had mm -hmm. to upload it to YouTube. And to this day, I'm still getting comments like, oh, I'm a descendant from this, the, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. we're getting we're getting that even on podcasts. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. this was years ago, but I'd say every two months or so, here comes an, another yes. so one. So was she reenacting Marie Therese Quan Quan? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was probably Betty Matoire. It was Betty, Betty Matoire. Yes. Uh -huh. Be mm -hmm. Betty Matoire, Matoire Rock. As yeah. she, that, the first time she introduced herself to me, she said, my name is Betty Matoire, Matoire Rock. And if you're not from here, you would think she said Matoire twice by mistake. But right. I knew, no, no, no. She was a Matoire who married a Matoire because there are so many after all of these years wow. that they're, they, you know, yeah. she, uh, they were they, both they matoires, but not closely related enough to uh, to cause to cause problems. Wow! Wow! So mm -hmm. it's a circular family, but not. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. it's right. A figure wow. Eight. Wow. It's a figure wow. eight. So that's that's it's it's such a fascinating story. I mean, yes. and yeah, it is. and now your Amazing. last name Williams. So are yes. you on the British side that came through? Uh, I'm. Tr I know. I, I have my ancestry is kind of all over Western Europe. Uh, the Williams uh, that I, I think probably England is that, but there's some pains on my grandfather's side uh, who came from Ireland. My great, great, great grandparents who immigrated from Ireland there so in the Pain, Payne Williams, so they put his name at the front. Uh, that's been passed down to a few people, yes. That's interesting. That's mm -hmm. in See, that's the thing about genealogy. You have to dig in and you have to kind of, the names are hard because yes. people will change the names too. You know, mm -hmm. oh, and especially the spellings. Yeah, the spellings. Yeah, because change. because spelling used to not mean anything because everybody knew who you were talking about. Right. Yeah, and if See? it was too difficult, mm -hmm. then they or it depends like, if you if you're crossing to other countries yeah. and you didn't want people to know your your roots yes. as well. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Uh, my on my mom's side of the family, my grandmother's maiden name was Resegay, R E S S E G U E T. Back when they were in France, uh, before they left France, it was with a C instead of two S's. And when you go back huh. a few generations before that, the name was taken after the tool that the men of the family used in their profession, which was a cross-cut saw, which was called an arsegay. So hmm. it was arsegay, then resegay with a C, then resegay with two S's. And wow. it, it got switched around a lot. Wow, so that's something, yeah. that's a, going hmm. back into genealogy and, and digging up your family roots not necessarily their grave um is you go no, go to the cemeteries the because that's i think sometimes you can really find out like you well and it's a connection to me that's a thing where you're that's as close as you're going to get to your ancestor yeah you know and it's interesting because if you go to a site like that then you actually are seeing most likely the truth as opposed to what your family may have told you I'm just leaving it at that. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, a, a lot of things that get lost or omitted uh, on purpose along the way. But yes. that I think what you just said reminded me there are limits to what you can find in a cemetery. Because mm. let's say that you're looking at somebody's grave from the 18th or 19th century, and it's a husband and wife, and you've got Mr. You've got Mr. John Smith. Okay, we all know who mm. he is. He's John Smith. Well, buried next to him is Mrs. John Smith. Yeah, but you don't know, you don't know what her first name was. Yeah, Maybe we yeah. know where, where, when and where she was born. 
but her identity as you know Cynthia mm -hmm. Thomas the first 20 years of her life is completely lost now because it was sort of subsumed by her identity as the wife yeah. of John Smith. Uh, see, but that's, that's, that's just sure. the interesting yeah. part of history. When you take people on these tours, because I really want to go back, and we've gone all over the map with this, but, <laughs> but, but how can you not when it's Natchitoches? I mean, the oldest city in Louisiana and the, you know, the purchase and the cemetery is that old. Um, when you think I, I really want to go I mean I, I've been bugging her I'm like Arlene I want to go you got to get him on the show get him on the show <laughs> thank you Arlene um the thing yeah, thanks going for going to on, Italy Arlene I know she's in, I mean she yeah. likes to try well good for her man she works her butt off you know mm -hmm. I, I'm happy for her having a good time in Italy right now I'm glad I'm glad but um mm -hmm. You know, when you think about, and we always think, you know, this is airing in October for Halloween mm. and all of that, you know, I think we should go all the time, but there is something mystical. And as the seasons change, there mm -hmm. is something about it. But going on a tour, whether it's, you know, November, December, January, who cares when, mm -hmm. um, there is something about having someone being able to point out, you know, hey, this is so and so. I mean, mm -hmm. what happens in that cemetery? Like when you cannot read a tombstone, does right. the cemetery fix it? I mean, that's something that you know you as a guide can help us know who it is. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Are there prominent people that you make sure to always take? Do you do the same tour each time? I mean, so it's generally the same, and I'll 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 tell you about. Uh, I, I had a group and a woman was trying to decide whether or not she wanted to take the tour. So I, I was up front and I said, what? well, here's, here, here, here's <laughs> what the, yeah, I said, well, here's what the tour is not. I'm not going to mm -hmm. stop at every grave and say, this is so-and-so. This is when they were born. This is yeah. when they died. Their marker says that they were a beloved husband and father and he's dear yeah, to miss. And then go on and do that for every single grave. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, thank goodness. It's too hot for that. So I have, I don't know, one, two, three, four, five, six. I have eight or 10 graves that I'll specifically point out along the way. Uh, I'll talk about the history of the site. I'll talk about why Natchitoches is where it was and why it's called what awesome. it's called. Sort of some of the things we've gone over uh, on talking right now. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'll point out some of the different parts of the cemetery, some of the notable burials, talk about, about um, how the cemetery has changed over the years, what's different from the way it used to be, uh, where it's expanded. Um, just pointing out a few stories along the way, because that's really what it is, it's storytelling. Uh, mm -hmm. and, as, and the rest of it, we don't go, we don't walk around the whole cemetery. We sort of make a loop around the middle part. Mm -hmm. And I tell people, this is where we're gonna go. This is what I'm gonna talk about. And if you have any questions along the way, I'll answer every question you have. When we're done making the loop, mm -hmm. if you want to walk over to another part of the cemetery and you want me to come with you in case you have questions, I'll do that too. So usually oh, we're talking really 40 nice. to 45 mm -hmm. minutes, which- And it's free. Yes, that is and so it's free. Awesome you can that leave you at any that. time and some okay. people have. You can join have at you, any time and some people have. Have you ever had anybody take out a cell phone? We, we did a- graveyard oh, and try thing. to talk and, to the grave and somebody took yeah. out their phone and they had an app on their phone and they put it on <laughs> it was so funny 
I thought I was going to wee in my pants. So because she put the phone on. She did, y'all. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I didn't, but it was close because it's a ghost hunting. Big... That was a ghost hunting yeah. trip. Yeah, yeah and different. so the voice, it's different. the voice was supposed to be a ghost from that grave who started talking. It was the funniest thing I ever saw. What do you her. think? But I know, but what no, do you think about this stuff? No, seriously. So is that a no no or an okay thing to do? Uh, again, I would leave the graves alone for the most part. I would not put anything on them. I would not try to record any sounds. I would not try and yeah. play any sounds. Uh, I don't think that was the intention of the people who buried their loved ones there. Exactly. Uh, but if you're investigating things, uh, I would hope that you would do so in as, in as non an invasive uh, manner as possible. Okay. That, and I so mean, uh, was who, funny, who on the who who are some of the people that you do stop at? So I mentioned uh, Pierre Matoire. Uh, that's huge. Um, yeah, talked about him earlier. Um, mm -hmm. And in the interest of full disclosure, I was a tour guide at Melrose for two and a half years before I started mm -hmm. at the museum. You got so the history. I've yeah, spent a mm -hmm. lot of time talking about Pierre and Marie Trans Quine Quine. Mm -hmm. I can do it, you know, forwards, backwards, upside down, and inside See, out. See, I always said Quine Quine, so now I know that I was really—I've been messing it up for years. Yeah, so I mean, I say Quine Quine. There are people who say Coin Coin. When I say Quine Quine to either French people or uh, Cajun speakers, they'll start laughing and giggling. Because in French, quine quine is the sound that a duck makes. Oh, oh well, there you go. So That's I talk funny. about Pierre and Marie Therese. I do talk about the Prudhomme some. I talk about Cammie Henry and her involvement, both as the owner of Melrose Plantation and as the the, um, the lady who ran the artist retreat at Melrose. See, and I that think in, she did That leads this. into Clementine Hunter and Francois Mignon, and we haven't mm -hmm. even talked about them yet. Yeah, Clementine's yeah. in St. Augustine. I photographed yeah, her. She, she and Francois no. are both down at St. Augustine. Yeah, and but, but you know, the whole thing, <laughs> that whole artist community to me mm -hmm. is just this magic land that they created. Mm -hmm. Like they, I mean, that was, and a lot of places happen in the South and the Northeast with these communities that I, I I mean there that's just that's it's unique and cool and when you go to Melrose Plantation and you can imagine mm -hmm. that kind of creativity happening there was the guy right. that was in that one area not the there's the African house but it's next is it the Yucca house the Yucca house yeah, yeah. that Francois that, 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 Francois yeah Mignon. okay that's what it is. yeah <laughs> let me let me do my air quotes Francois <laughs> <laughs> That, that is no. a much, much longer story. Uh, so I talk about, that's what Cammie Henry leads me into. I talk about John Gideon Lewis, who was the most worshipful master of one of the Masonic groups here, probably the most mm -hmm. prominent African-American buried in the cemetery. He's got a great mausoleum. Talk about John Sibley, who was the Indian agent appointed by oh, Thomas yes. Jefferson. Mm -hmm. He had been uh, a, a doctor or, or a, physician, a doctor's assistant during the Revolutionary War. And he was in charge of basically finding out what was in this area after the Louisiana Purchase. He was We've huge. all heard of Lewis and Clark, who went along the Oregon yeah. Trail out to mm -hmm. the Pacific. John Sibley kind of did that for Red River. Uh, Wasn't find, he okay, a newspaper he, man, too? Or am I getting my my guys messed uh, up? I, I don't remember him being a newspaper man, but I'm, I'm, I'd have does to Does he check. have the little... Okay, so Sibley Lake is he named after doctor. him. Yes. Yeah, um, he's a... So there's... Like when you look over Cane River Lake, so there's the cemetery, then you go towards the lake, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's the park for uh, 
still magnolias lady there uh -huh. yeah thank you then you go down a little bit and then there's the, the bridgey thing mm -hmm. a bridge but there's yes. this tiny park and it's dedicated to one guy yes is there's a buster him? john sibley right at the corner so of the it's bridge. him and he yes. was a newspaper man okay years mm -hmm. before yeah i've got i've i got that's all a huge family history. The sibling no, no. families. Yes. I wonder about him and the bird books, the birding guides, the yes. Sibley, because mm -hmm. they're the best birding guides. I mean, I know there's the Audubon thing, but like Sibley is, if you're a bird the watcher, the Sibley guide is like the gold, right? The, it's so the I Bible. wonder if they're related. But anyway, that's the rabbit holes we all go down to if you like history. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's that's it. So he's in there. He's at the cemetery. Yes, he. he I need John to go Sibley just to see him. I need to go cemetery. say hello. Oh my God, he's amazing. Uh, and a amazing. couple of others. There's a, a man named Mayor Theodore Edward Pullman, who, uh, to my knowledge, is the only mayor of Natchitoches who was ever assassinated in the line of duty. Oh, what? Uh, back in the oh, you know what? Oh, about a wow. hundred years ago or so. At this point. Wow. And then I, at the start of the tour, I do point out the oldest marked grave, which comes from 1797 belonged wow. to a lady named Marianne Dartigo, who was originally from France. And, you know, we've, the, the sign, the big sign in front of the American cemetery calls it the oldest cemetery in the Louisiana Purchase. Uh, St. Louis number one in New Orleans probably disputes the claim, but I've heard a very good argument that where St. Louis one is now is not where it originally was, ah. and it's been moved since it was first started. Mm. And maybe if you consider the second so uh, St. Louis number one to be, you know, have been started after the American mm -hmm. Cemetery yeah. in Natchitoches. That makes the American Cemetery the oldest one in the Louisiana Purchase. So take uh, that. See, there's a lot of ghosts <laughs> roaming around in Louisiana. I know. Oh, spirits. When, oh, when I worked God. at Melrose, uh, people would ask, what it, what's it like at night? And, you know, yeah. it, because it's dark and it's out very isolated. And there's all these, you know, it used to, it was, a plantation with a lot of enslaved people. So, mm. you know, do you have the ghost? People basically ask, do you have the ghosts of slaves haunting the place? Are there anybody else's ghosts? And uh, in two and a half years, I was probably at Melrose at every time of day, except maybe between like 2.30 and five o'clock in the morning. Because a couple of times I had to go in really early and a couple of times I stayed really late. Uh, mm. And I told people the scariest thing here is me. Now, just and, but some people would say, oh, I saw a lady on the steps as I was driving away and cool. she was looking at me funny. And one day we had a, a medium, a lady who said she was a medium come on the tour. Oh, and my coworker right. gave her the tour and she said, that lady said she saw ghosts everywhere. And I said, well, that makes sense because if you're a medium who doesn't see ghosts everywhere, you're not much of a medium. So, but uh, so <laughs> I do know somebody. Who, I do know somebody who would like to start a ghost tour in the downtown historic district, and uh, she's probably going to get a restraining order against me, so I can't come anywhere near it. Oh, oh. come on! No, it's good to, to have different viewpoints. Yeah, well, there's think, nothing think, wrong with that. I, I think mean, there are spirits. I mean, it's everyone's got their thing, right? But. And I think that if if you are open to it, then mm -hmm. they'll hang out with you. If you're not open to it, they're not going to come see you. But I heard Magnolia Plantation was where all the shenanigans mm -hmm. really happened. Uh, that yeah. would be a, a well. That uh, Ghost Hunters International went down there several years ago, if I remember yeah. right, and 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 found some suspicious activity. Uh, 
and I think questioned the veracity of the National Park Service worker who uh, who wouldn't cop to there being ghosts there. Uh, but Magnolia does have four, uh, several uh, original slave cabins on the site. Yeah, so we've if been you're in, looking yeah. for something spooky mm -hmm. going on, that's one place to go look. That, and it, also, it, it's, it has an original wood screw press, which is very rare in the South. Yeah, yeah. That, that, and when you think yeah. about, and I went there where the donkey would go around and everything. And mm -hmm. but um, yeah. when you go in those cabins, those slave cabins are, I think, they're the creepy. Only brick, whether or brick not ones, brick ones that you can find in the South mm -hmm. or even in this country that are still mm -hmm. standing. And it, there's a creepiness because I think a lot know. of times. I mean, talk about spirits and everything, but there's just, you know, stuff went down there. There's a feeling yeah. to it and, you know, bad things happened, you know, and, mm, you know, you it's something it. that's, you know, whenever we talk about the history of the South, I mean, it's not just this country, it's around the world, slavery happened yeah. everywhere mm -hmm. and we can't ignore it. We need to just all of us communicate about it and mm -hmm. not let it happen again, obviously, but go, don't throw mm -hmm. it away. Don't ignore it. And also know that it's there. And I think it's important to go to these places. And I think our park service does an amazing job of interpreting. Mm -hmm. This is these here's the facts, ma'am. That there it is. Mm -hmm. You know, let's just we'll get make up to your the own point, mind. You know, um, or they'll the or they'll here they'll talk about when they were had to renovate or remodel or repair something. They'll find things in the attic. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. you know, emblems or logos or medallions or just different things all wrapped together that was supposed to have. A, a supernatural effect on the place where they were. Uh, the most famous ghost in Natchitoches is probably Isabella. I'm not sure you've, you've heard of her. Oh, uh, no. She it was, uh, she haunted NSU's campus for a long time and, and, and might cool. still, but it, there are a few legends about how she came to be about, but she was a young, I think a young French woman who uh, either was jilted by a lover or whose lover died and she wasted away and and she started haunting different buildings on campus. Every now and then they would have to tear a building down so they would hold a ceremony where they moved Isabella from building to building. It became, it wow. became a big deal. When I was in boarding wow. school, there was a ghost too. There's always the, the, you know, the lost love, the forlorn, you know, yes. lovelorn, that I should say. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it's the lovelorn. It's the, you know. What's that lady in South the Africa long black, on the bridge? The long black cloak. that lady? The there's lady. always there's always someone on a bridge there's always someone mm -hmm. in a campus whether it's a boarding school or a university there's always a woman there that's going to get you it's an old matron sometimes yes. too so that's going to happen <laughs> scotty thank you so much for joining us it has been it's a so pleasure and i really i when we get to natchitoches again we want to go walking the cemetery oh, yeah we do i've got as you know i've got 20 million questions i mean i could talk all day about it because it's just <laughs> well the one thing I want to say is I, I just think that they are forgotten in, and I, I'm so glad we're doing this on our Natchitoches show because I know Arlene understands the importance of, of responsible tourism. Mm -hmm. And I think we've got to include our graveyards and, and cemeteries oh, yeah. and, and resting places as part of places to visit and respect and support. And mm -hmm. I don't know who supports or protects and maintains the American cemetery, but as we're traveling the country, we're finding that they need help. A lot of times mm -hmm. it's all run mm -hmm. by volunteers, master gardeners, uh, that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. we've got it. It's, it's history. It's, 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 it's the town's it's part history. of history. And a lot history. of times 
forgotten. And then there's a bunch of people like us who will travel just to see graveyards. So yeah. In this case, there is something called the American Cemetery Association. They're responsible for the site in general, but uh, each individual grave, I think, is a, is the responsibility of the family, the family. members uh, okay. of, of the buried of the person buried there. Yeah, they they arrange for you know the landscape crews to 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 mow and to weed eat and things like that, pick up limbs, all of all of that. Oh, that's nice that you have that because a lot of places mm -hmm. they they are in trouble. You know? Right. And, left yeah and and we're lucky enough that i've mentioned northwestern state university a couple of times on campus is uh an entity that actually works for the park service it's called the national center for preservation technology and training ncptt uh one of their uh staff members used to work for the city of savannah taking care of cemeteries and about once oh, wow. a year one of the local preservation organizations uh, the natchitoches historic foundation gets together with him and they have the sort of arranged for a community grave cleaning event at the cemetery. So mm -hmm. it's a it's a nice volunteer activity that you know is supervised by somebody who knows what he's doing. So it's mm -hmm. not just a bunch of people coming out with bleach and power washers trying to make things look yeah, trying you know, to clean and shiny, which is going to tear yeah. everything apart. Uh, so yeah. that happens about once a year and it's nice to see that but uh, but it, it's an uphill battle in a lot of places because sure, you know, if you have some people working on it, well, in 10 years, what if those people aren't here anymore? Uh, what mm -hmm. if the site just deteriorates? What if you don't have money to, to do everything that you know needs to be done? And in some cases, uh, well, just in the last mm -hmm. three years, we had a, a hurricane and an ice storm. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, it's very rare for an actual hurricane strength storm to reach Natchitoches. We'll have, by the time it gets this far inland, it's usually more of a tropical storm. And ice storms and snow are not exactly our thing here. But in the last three years, you know, a hurricane came through, knocked over a bunch of trees and limbs. Ice storm took care of, you know, some of the things that were left over after that. So there is a lot, a lot of recent damage that's taken place mm -hmm. that, uh, that can happen in a lot of places. And sure. it's something that people need to keep in mind and plan for even if you think it's pretty unlikely. Right. I think that's a, a good point because, I mean, they're, they're special places, they're sacred grounds, and they're just left off the list a lot of times. And there's, other than mm -hmm. there's the people like us and you and others, you know, that that's, oh, I'm going to a new place. First thing I want to do is go to the cemetery. <laughs> and then you geek out and go down 20 million oh, yeah. rabbit holes of people's families and their history. So, which is a, it's a fun thing mm -hmm. and, and you learn history. And it, I think what it does, what people don't talk about, we talk about ghosts and all of that. And, but the reality is that graveyards connect you to real people in history. And that's an, a very important thing. Mm -hmm. So we understand, like, it's like we were talking about going into the slave homes uh, in at, at uh, Magnolia right. Plantation. You will mm -hmm. feel something. Yeah. Because it happened and it's cooler in there. And it's just, I mean, we were there on a summer day, hot, sweaty. And you go in and it's, it's, it's a different deal. And I think these places... It, the history is there. Well, it proves it's tangible and it makes it human, not just a year and a date in a book. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, so proves, I think, it proves the history. Right. And, and what you you're know? doing, taking people on tours. I love it. And everyone, go see Scotty at the Louisiana Hall of Fame at the Sports Museum and then also the Louisiana State History Museum right next door. And, no, uh, no, no, it's all the same thing. 
it's all, all in, in one, one building. building. Yeah, yep. it, it's two floors. It's part Sports Hall of Fame Museum. It's part Regional History Museum. You walk in the front door, you'll be able to see it all. And you'll see Scotty. Yeah, right. and, hey, and has, you'll see me have you five met days Terry Bradshaw yet? Has he come <laughs> through those doors? I uh, haven't haven't seen him yet. Maybe he'll maybe he'll uh, pop in at some point. But he is one of our, he is one of our more, more prominent members. Yes, yeah. he is. He is. Well, thank you so much, Scotty. Everyone, keep up with Natchitoches and plan your adventure. Go to Natchitoches.com, and that's N-A-T-C-H-I-T-O-C-H-E-S.com. <laughs> Did I get it right, Scotty? Excellent. Well done. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Everyone keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. Again, uh, we do the show every third Tuesday, uh, learning about uh, the Louisiana's oldest city, Natchitoches. So stay tuned. Thanks so much, Scotty. Thank you. Thanks, Scotty.